Welcome to the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, live from Vienna. And now, enjoy the music. Yeah, hello wonderful souls. This music, by the way, the intro was made by my dear friend Moritz. He's an absolutely gifted musician and uh, I just love the intro. And uh, yeah, very excited actually. First episode of my new podcast. For those who know me, I had a podcast in the past with my dear friend Pete in Melbourne. Shout out to Pete. And uh, yeah, sitting here in Vienna at the moment, just returned after... Uh, yeah, quite some heavy work and travel. I was in Australia now, in Japan, a short stop before that in Vienna, and before that I was again in, in Australia. And uh, yeah, what is this podcast about? What is this intention of this podcast? Well, first of all, um, I want you to have a good time, a place to relax, and uh, you know, just to tune in and listen to a fellow fellow human being that tries to figure out how to navigate through life with intention and awareness, but also like sharing the things I read, my thoughts, the people I meet, the learnings I receive from them. And um, yeah, in worst case, it's comfort noise for you. It's not going to be a serious podcast with, um, you know, very well prepared episodes in terms of trying to find, um, you know, highly targeted guests, for example, or having in every episode something incredible, valuable to teach. No, it's really some raw insight into my world and why, why, why I thought like, okay, what's the, what's the reason behind the unreasonable art of living? Um, it's quite, uh, quite simple and in the end. It was uh, in February... I was in Melbourne and I was sitting in my Airbnb enjoying a beautiful espresso like I'm doing right now. I love it. It's actually <laughs> throughout my travels, I take this special, very, very uh, special mocha maker, Italian mocha maker with me. It's a very small one just for an espresso. But the specialty about it, it has like this very special vent which creates this incredible espresso crema and i think you know <laughs> there's no for me it's one of the best espressos um out there it's from bialetti i think the italian brand is called but it's like this one special mocha maker there are many of them and um there's just this one with this special vent that creates like this incredible crema all right i'm rambling so this can be part of the podcast me rambling about Things I love. So going back, I was in February in Melbourne visiting my team um, because I work currently as a software engineer for a startup in Melbourne, Mod.io. Shout out to these incredible people, absolutely fantastic people. And I was sitting there in my Airbnb enjoying my espresso and um, just thinking, wow, how did I end up here? I'm currently can afford to work and travel from Australia or anywhere in the world. So the job is 100% remote. I decided last September 2022 to um, give up my apartment so I don't have any monthly fixed costs so I can use that money for travel. Because I thought like, well, I work remotely now. Um, why do I should stay in one place all the time. I think that won't doesn't really ch do justice to the remote work possibilities. And more about remote work later. I think there's like actually now that I've been doing this for quite some time, some ups and downs to be honest, like insights I've gained and pros and cons. More about that later. But while I was sitting there in Melbourne, I was reflecting how did I end up here? Like really um it was this moment of realization i really i really love my life right now it's a life with intention a life of awareness a life with a life without i wish 
I could do that. I wish I was there. Now it's a life like, all right, I'm here and um, this is exactly what how I wanted to live. So for me, it's quite important to flesh out. Like for me, that's why unreasonable. You know, if you look back at my life, last 12 years, I've been traveling quite a bit. I've lived in seven countries, moved away from Austria. Around 12 years ago, I've had many careers in my 20s. <laughs> from uh, aspiring PhD student to a startup founder to UX design consultant, startup coach, and now software engineer. And it has been quite a rainbow. And I love it. It has been. I've, I, back then, I was like, "All right, you know what's what's wrong about it, or what's wrong with this kind of lifestyle?" I was like, "I had this inner conflict. Why don't I have like this clear path ahead of me?" But then I realized this is actually my way of experiencing life. It's like this non-linear path forward. It's a it's this multi-dimensional experience where it goes up, down, left, right. It's full of joy, sadness. Uh, happiness, excitement, depression, love, laughter. And that's for me life. And I'm very proud of it. And for some people, they look at me, you know, that's a very unreasonable life. But for me, that's the most reasonable life there is. And I think the motivation behind this podcast is to share my stories, but also to share the stories of fellow people who also have found their unreasonable life, so to say, the unique signature that makes them them. And um, of course, I would like to get them on the show. And I think for me, it's important. These are people like you and me, very ordinary people. I don't need any big names. Most most of these people you haven't heard of, but I think they live such an inspiring life. And I want to share these stories because I know, I know everyone has the unique signature that they respond to in life. And um, I think in the end of the day, beyond just comfort noise and giving you an insight into my thoughts and how I think and how I make decisions and uh, choices, how I think about choices in general, I would love to inspire you to dwell into your self and find you know what is your unique signature, whoever it might look like. And it's important to mention here, like I, you know, I'm I'm not incredibly rich. I don't possess any, how do you say, a lot of assets. Actually, I possess none. That was my decision to reduce it to a minimum. What, But what I own is my time. And I live currently a life that is with complete intention and awareness. And I, would, I will always strive to continue living a life. And if I know... And if I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm drifting apart, then that's a sign that I have to look at my inner compass and see if I'm in the right direction. And how do I know about this? And um, yeah, this leads to this another motivation behind this podcast. So around three and a half years ago, I asked myself the question, how do I know how am I doing? How do I know? I really don't know. I'm just like, for me, I walk through life, but I have, for my personally, I wanted to find a way that keeps track of my inner compass, that kind of like a guidance to where I'm heading towards to, and also like something that keeps myself accountable, like a mirror that I look into and like there's no lying. If because if if I look in this mirror and I lie to my, uh, I pretend that everything is good then I lie to myself. And what's the point about it? So three and a half years ago, I came up with a method and I named it Lumi with two I. And this method inspired by the word lumen, the unit for measuring light. I sat down, I was like, okay, what, what is important to me in my life? And I came up with nine categories. That is career, friends, family, mental health, body health, sleep, love, creativity, and learning. And the order doesn't matter. There's no category, doesn't, it doesn't matter which order they're in. There's no ranking. 
And for the last three and a half years, I sat down every Sunday and I've reflected on this Loomis on my previous week. And I went through each category and looked at the previous week through that lens and I rated the category from one to five. One being the best, two could be better, three, well, it's okay, four, good, and five, great. So I went to each three, each category and rated them from one to five. And at the end, I just summed them up and divided them by nine because they're nine Lumi categories. And that was my Lumi score. And I've, I've been keeping track of my Lumi score for the last three and a half years. And little did I know how, how much of an impact this kind of method had on me. It is, for me, it was important to find something simple. And, you know, simple, I can stick to it because... In a sense, I'm a quite a lazy person. I keep to like I don't. If I feel like there's more, there's effort, artificial effort I have to put into to keep something up, I won't stick to it. It needs to feel quite integrated and effortless, so to say. And over time, over the three and a half years, I um, added more things to it. I added some explorations, so I would look into each category. And add some questions or explorations. I thought, like, okay, why is why did I score it so high or so low or you know neutral? And then I also added something called green lights. And green lights are anything that propelled you forward lately. For example, I would sit down on Sunday and look. Okay, last week, what were the green lights in that week? And this really helped me to put a light on all the things that, you know, all the good things that actually happened to me because so we so easily forget all the beautiful things that happened to us. People we meet, conversations we had, events that happened, little achievements we experienced. And this I've been doing now for the last three and a half years and I realized on that day in February this year in Melbourne, wow, this has helped me so much not just understanding how my inner compass is working, but it also has helped me to go out there and explore ancient philosophies, um, anything from uh, methods in psychology and psychotherapy, uh, Stoicism, Zen Buddhism, which I've been practicing the last six years, Vedic sciences, yoga, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and I really ex looked at all these things and read biographies and looked at what kind of methods they use to keep their inner compass in check and um, to keep their heart, mind, and soul in check. And I've gathered so much and I've, I've realized it's like, wow, I want to, I think there's a necessity to share this with people. And I've started sharing Lumi with my dear friends and we've been with my dear friend Pete, we've been doing this for the last two years, every once a month. Uh, we sat down, because he lives in Australia. We used this method to check up. Uh, we went through each category and shared um, why we scored it. And I think it was we had such beautiful conversations because they went really deep beyond the artificial, how you're doing? Oh, I'm fine. And I realized um, there's, something in, there's something there there. Um, and I really want to explore how I can productize this in a digital format to reach as many people as possible and give them something to keep track of how they're doing, but not just that, develop an insight and kind of like get inspired by um, stories from other people to find their kind of like unserious way of living. Wow, that was like a huge... Um, explanation about the motivation i think it was it's important to set the intention behind this and uh yeah part of this podcast i will share books i read at the moment um inspiring quotes videos i've watched or conversations i had which triggered some thoughts and uh i will also do a lumi check-in with you live it's going to be quite interesting because it's the first time it's quite raw because i would try to be as authentic as possible in terms of why I rated some Loomis. But then I was a bit uh, hesitate to, should I do this? Should I actually share this raw insight in the end of the day? Also, like, because one Loomis, um, you know, that's very personal. Another Loomis, also career. 
and who knows who is listening. And um, but then I thought like, no, I think we we walk through life way too often with this almost perfect mask of what we want to protect project to the world and what other people should see. And I I, I really believe the more we share about ourselves, the more transparent we are, the more authentic we can be, the more in tune we are with other people and nature itself. And because we can really share the raw sides, there's nothing to hide. And this will open up and inspire other people to share their raw insights. Because in the end of the day, I think I found it so hilarious that we have this very short amount of time and we spend so much time hiding of who we really are, what we think. And I just don't understand why we're doing this. <laughs> it's like we're like on this fascinating rock floating through space and we have these beautiful conversations with people or, or not and then we don't even share how we really, how we really feel. So yeah, um, then uh, this is the how to say outline of the podcast. There will be also rambling as you can see. And um, it will be all live. Uh, there will be no post-editing because I have this beautiful device called Roadcaster Pro 2. It's amazing. Um, this is kind of like live editing and recording studio. And I have really fancy buttons. For example, I can... Let's see. <laughs> I can give myself a round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> this is so awesome. Okay, what else we got? Um, we got some... Anyone got a joke to tell? Okay, no. Awkward silence. And I think I have... <laughs> I, for example... I have a very high-pitched voice now. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough. It's just too much fun. Um, so there will be a lot of... Um, Maybe technical difficulties. I will try to do my best to smooth them out. But I think, yeah, let's start with something cool. I watched this really cool video um, by a Shaolin master, Shi Heng He. Um, probably have pronounced it completely wrong. But um, he talks about so actually it's a youtube video i will share it in the notes it's on the everyday stoic channel and it's about the he contemplates about seneca's um essay on the shortness of life and seneca of who who don't know is um a stoic from the romans and um yeah i think let's watch the first three minutes there's so much to it and i found it so beautiful and inspiring Let's tune into it. An essay on the shortness of life, um, around 65 AD. And he says that it's not that we have a short time to live, it's that we waste so much time. And when it now comes to the shortness of life, and that apparently it seems like it's not the time in a way that is running out. It is the time that we are wasting not achieving anything the time that we are investing something actually but without doing anything mm -hmm. and there now it doesn't even come from the buddhist teachings but Lao Tzu a teacher from uh, Taoism let me see if I can put this sentence together but literally or he said it is better to remain calm and do nothing while achieving nothing than doing a lot and investing a lot of effort and energy and at the end not achieving anything. Yeah. So already in that sentence it means that it is possible that you are investing effort, that you are investing parts of your life but eventually nothing of that somehow is going to remain with you and now from the buddhist perspective what i can see is that 
my parents, they got old. A part of my elder generation, meaning my grandfathers and my grandmothers, some of them are not even alive anymore. So what I definitely can witness, what I can see is, there is something that we just call impermanence. Impermanence meaning nothing stays as it is. So even lots of achievements that we think that we are building up in this lifetime, even that one eventually will disappear. So now, knowing this, knowing that this time that we at this moment call as life has a limited time frame, that in a way this time is limited, that there is a certain degree of actions that you can put into this lifetime. Out of these thoughts, I just think one of the main questions to ask yourself is what would you like to do with the rest of the lifetime that you still have available right now? Mm -hmm. So, and this is the same for everyone. Uh, I think, for example, I'm almost going to the 40s. So just imagining I would become 80. That means half of my life half of the time is gone already. In case you are in the mid-20, mid-20, hopefully you're going to live like 100 years. So three times more to go. But no matter what, there will be the time that is going to run out in a way. Or let's say will you only have that remaining time where you're still possible to do something about the lifetime as you know it right now. Let's call it like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, beautiful. Shi Heng Yi, the Shalim Master, absolutely beautiful person. I mean, I, I don't know him personally. I just listened to quite a lot of talks by him and um, from him. And yeah, inspiring person I think in the, on the matter of time this is like something I mentioned earlier I think one motivation I have and I think one uh, <laughs> dream I have is like the ability or like helping people to live in complete awareness of their life and you know like it doesn't really matter in the end what it means to you to spend this precious amount of time with as long as you do it with intention with absolute clarity of why you're doing it and I think there's a beautiful it's not so important actually how much you do things or like if you're busy it's more important about what you do why you do it and how you do it these are the three aspects I think are so important to how to approach every day And for me, Lumi, the method itself has helped me to really like live each week with complete awareness of like, all right, this has been, this was my, pre my or like this is the current state of my Lumi score and this was my previous week. How can I make sure I don't live the next week in, without intention and also like without awareness of where I'm going here and Would, would I want to aspire to be? And um, yeah, I mean, like just the, the thought of it that time is like the most, most, most precious resource we have. It's the only resource we have that only gets less. There's no way to get it back in one way or another until we develop time machines. But then we don't know really how they will work out. And um, yeah, um, I think there was a beautiful, I read a really good book, good book on the, I think the good way of living or the good life. Let me see. I have my notes somewhere here. <laughs> Should have maybe written this down, but I think it was the good life by William B. Irvine. 
he is a doctor of philosophy and he heavily looked into Stoicism. Beautiful book, by the way. You can re re recommend it to anyone. Um, I think it's called The Good One. I will check it later. <laughs> uh, and it's, the, 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 the quote goes like this, and I think it's so important. Why It actually has helped me to rethink what it means, a philosophy of a good life, or a philosophy in general. And the quote goes like this, so he, what he wrote is like, according to Epictetus, also Stoic, the primary concern of philosophy should be the art of living, just as wood is the medium of the carpenter and bronze is the medium of the sculpture. Your life is the medium on which you practice the art of living. And I really feel like we have lost track of developing this kind of art of living It means think about what are the principles are, what, that are dear to me. What, how can I live every day in check with how, why, and what? And not really like, oh, just filling the day with busyness and meaningless tasks uh, and just living the day by. I think this is one of the biggest motivations I actually have with this podcast. Not also like hopefully inspire others with my <laughs> rough rambling and thoughts, but keeping myself in check and sharing the things I read that help me to keep me on track on that. Because I think I need to quote a very good friend of mine, or not not the quote, but a uh, shout out to Max. He is a Wim Hof instructor and um, mindful warrior. That's his own, own course. Beautiful, What a beautiful mind and beautiful soul. And I attended last December the Wim Hof so he facilitated a Wim Hof retreat in Austria. It was beautiful. And I think one of the things he said is like, you know, all the things we read about, the, these kind of philosophies and methods we come up with, you know, in the end of the day, if we, if we don't share them with others, it's a waste of, waste of resources, a waste of, no, I would say waste of opportunities. In the end, it becomes almost our duty to share these things and learnings so we can help inspire other people to find their unreasonable art of living. And um, yeah, um, thanks to Max. Beautiful. And uh, all right, what else we got? So this, we got this beautiful video. Um, and now actually, I'm reading actually something really cool. I'm hopping around a bit, but that's okay. It's the first episode. It can't be a bit edgy and not as smooth but um yeah i really want to share so like things that excite me and i think the current currently reading something really cool it's called the book of charlie wisdom from the remarkable american life of a 109 year old man um i'm like halfway through but it's such a beautiful book it's by david white and why is so beautiful uh so david white at the beginning he wrote that um so he's a Obviously, he's a writer. <laughs> he wrote that, uh, you know, I think now that he's he used to like read, um, you know, like read things to his kids. And as they grew older, they're like, yeah, no, daddy, maybe we should stop this now. We don't want it anymore. And as they grew older, they also figured out, hey, wait, our dad is a writer, actually. And then they asked him to write them something, write something for them. But he never really, you know, like he didn't have this inspiration. What what should I write for my kids? And then it's like, I want to write something that actually can really have, um, give, I don't know. He formed it, formulated in a way he wants, he wanted to write something that could give them, pass on principles of, um, pass on principles of a good way of living. And he wanted to, find inspiration from people that kind of like checked to be a true surfer in a sea of change and i found this formulation so beautiful a true surfer in a sea of change in a sea of change in this sense is our life and um, as i explained in the very beginning life itself is this non-linear multi-dimensional sea wave space whatever you want to call it and i think 
if you can find a way to kind of like surf in this life and keep on reinventing yourself but also like adapting to the change then i think you yeah i think then people like charlie this 109 year old man are not are not no outliers anymore because i think the only constant in life is change that's what we know there's no certainty even though we humans we love certainty and i think more about cert uncertainty maybe another episode i think there's a really good book about uncertainty itself which i want to talk about and in this book today so the book itself is like it's beautiful it's the book is full of kind of kind wisdom and that comes from a life that has seen so much come and go and that has made many mistakes and learned many things by trial and error so think about it it's like a person how often do you read about the life story of a person who has seen so much change like growing up early 19 i think 05 or 1910 um, you know experienced the first and second world war the lots of financial crashes like you know every 10 15 years Re remarkable change in you know medicine but you know automotive 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 industry yes something like that the you know 60s the change of you know like hippie movement and breaking up of um, old norms the slow involvement of technology the very first computers the arrival of the internet and i think these are the people i find so inspiring and i think these are the people i, I really think like they also lived an unreasonable art of living and i think to to yeah i will, I will share this book in the show notes too. I can really recommend it. I'm halfway through. Um, it's beautiful. It's just remarkable to read about, especially it was at, at the very beginning where there were the first cars and yeah, they had like this Ford T model, which was back in the days, like this remarkable car that could do almost unbreakable. And they tried to, to travel from Kansas City to... Uh, wait, east, west, <laughs> west coast, northeast, southwest. West is always, yes, <laughs> West California. And yeah, I think they were, how old was Charlie? But then I think he was like 16, 17, I forgot the age. Probably I was, I'm completely wrong now. Anyways, um, what was so beautiful is like to just read about how back in the days, even though the, the cars were just popping up, um, the roads were not really fitting and how they, yeah, traveled through the states with this ford t model and just picturing the landscape and the experience at this young age remarkable and um there was one quote today i just read today so every day every morning i in the mornings i read sit down and read a bit this beautiful quote um i found very beautiful <laughs> beautiful quote i found very beautiful <laughs> and it goes something like this um Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, sponta spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. And it was by the poet E.E. E. Cummings. And um, yeah, remarkable. I think it's this idea to just believe in yourself, in your dreams, and in that you are an active agent in whatever an active agent in this world and whatever you there's something inside of you and every every one of us that is so unique and that needs to see the world that's what i believe in and i've seen it many times wow all right so now um <laughs> for this episode i'm almost done with um almost done with sharing inspirational things and love i'm doing right now And now it's time to do my weekly Lumi check-in with you. And by the way, before we get started, you can go to howtounreasonable.substack.com. So howtounreasonable.substack.com. There you will find show notes, um, newsletters, but also a way to sign up for an early access for Lumi. Um, we are still like 
if you want to try the method in a digital form, it will still take a while and there are things to try. But if you're interested, check it out. And um, yeah, let's dive into it. I'm quite excited. I uh, don't know how this will, how we'll feel about it, sharing this with you. But uh, every Sunday I sit down and I do my Lumi check-in. And today, while I'm recording, it's Sunday. The episode will be published on probably Monday or Tuesday. Um, but I told myself, yes, I will do it. That's as raw and authentic it can be. So Lumi of um, this Sunday, which is June 11th when the episode was recorded, <laughs> but not published. <laughs> so I wrote down my nine Lumis, um, career, family, friends, mental health, body health, love, creativity, sleep, and learning. And normally, I mean, this is the ranking. I don't know why. This is the ranking I, <laughs> I stick to for the last three and a half years. And I think it's just like, you know, once you are familiar with something, just stick to it. But again, the, the, the ranking of this Lumis, they don't really matter. It could be learning first, sleep second, and so forth. But let's get to it. So um, let's start with career. How was my Lumi last week in terms of career? Um, hmm. I would give it something between two and three. Let's put it as three. It was okay. So I'm back in Europe. I spent the last whole May and second half of April traveling. I was in Australia and it was nice to be in the same time zone with the team. Makes working so much easier. Um, and I think why career, I give it a three last week. I think, I think I'm reaching the limits of remote only work. And the reason I'm saying this is like, I watched this beautiful movie, Air, which tells about the kind of like this breaking point of Nike in the 70s, I think. Or was it early 80s? I think it's 80s, now that I think of it. And there was this scene. So basically, Nike, just like, okay, now I'm drifting off. No, it's a bit of rambling, but I think it's such a beautiful movie. I can really recommend it to anyone. It's about this breaking moment for Nike where back in the days they were actually uh, behind. Uh, Adidas and Converse. Adidas, Adidas was, was it Adidas? Yes, Adidas was the market leader back in the days, and every basketball player wanted to have an Adidas, and then maybe Converse, but no one wanted Nike. Nike was just like a running, running shoe company. Like they weren't, they didn't have the coolness of basketball players, which I understand. So it is tells about the story how they managed to get Michael Jordan to sign Nike, which is remarkable. Michael Jordan always wanted, didn't want to have anything to do with Nike. His first preference was Adidas and then was Converse, obviously. And why this beautiful story is so beautiful? Because there's this breaking point for Nike and there was this scene where they had a meeting with Michael Jordan on a Monday and they had a weekend, basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to come up with this remarkable shoe that would convince Michael Jordan to sign my, Nike. And for me, seeing this like this, what is three people working on the weekend in a Nike, Nike headquarter, designing this shoe, like, you know, working next to each other, bonding, this sitting in kind of like this feeling, sitting in a trench together and just, you know, working for something big and almost maybe like yeah very, very um not life-changing maybe life-changing but something that made a difference and i think with all the perks you get with remote work this flexibility to travel around and i think there was always i will always advocate for a hybrid model there's something missing uh that you just don't get from remote work and it's like this close bondness, this working together, sitting next to each other, the energies feeding from each other. Um, and I realized that. And I think at the moment also like it's a bit currently at work, uh, moving more and more into a data engineering role, which I'm not quite sure. I like, it's fascinating to learn about it, but it's not something that ignites fire in me. And I think, um, 
I don't know what what will lead to it, but currently, it's okay. Um, not saying I, I I love the work. It's I love working with the people. It's absolutely remarkable people. But I'm not quite sure if this is the direction I want to move in long term. So that's why I give it a three. Let's see how we'll develop. It has been it has been a three or two the last weeks, and um, yeah, let's see how we'll develop if it continues like that then i will need to look further into it and then i will share with you of course next lumi family last week was a five it was uh, i spent oh, a beautiful dinner with my mom um spent time with my sisters i had a coffee with my sister uh and then so i have two sisters two older sisters and uh, both remarkable people and uh yeah i love catching up with them um, I love that we have like, such a good relationship where we have, you know, talk about not just artificial things, but also like very deep topics. We are also very inspire each other. We are creative. We can share what we feel, our vulnerabilities, especially with my mom. Um, my father's currently on holiday. I will see him, see him in a few weeks, in one and a half weeks, actually. So I'll give it a five. It was a beautiful week to spend time with them. Friends, um, I'll give it a four. Uh, I actually, now I'm Vienna, um, realized that actually, yeah, uh, <laughs> most of my, nowadays, I mean, I've, I've definitely, one very close friend who lives in, in Vienna, and um, but most of my dearest friends who kind of grew up in the last years with me are in Helsinki when I will be there back in Helsinki in, a, in one and a half weeks and I'm really looking forward to spend the whole summer there so it was good and um, yeah one definitely had a wonderful afternoon with Max uh, I mentioned earlier uh, we walked in in Vienna it was actually raining quite crazy but it doesn't matter we just took it as it as it as it came and walked through the city had a beautiful conversation about our past, our you know aspirations, how we feel right now, what we're doing, and I think the beautiful thing about having a friend like this is like having this shared mission. So he's also like very active. He um, used to work as uh, I mean his story is remarkable. And I was actually how we met again. I think the first time we met was 12, 13 years ago in Vienna. Then we haven't seen each other a very long time. And then last December, when I I realized I, I saw that he's has become a Wim Hof instructor and I attended this retreat and then since then we stayed in touch and you know meet whenever it's possible and I think these are the people when you share the same mission um, really inspire you and they keep the flame going so it was a beautiful mental health I give it a five um, yeah I feel good right now um, very I've very also like a very strong morning routine which helps me to keep in check and my morning routine routine kind of like looks like ice shower or ice bath um then with uh, meditation combined with uh, breath work and i realized this is like maybe it takes 20 30 minutes every morning but it really resets my nervous system that gets me ready for the day and in why my mental health has been so good this week i have had great sleep so maybe we can continue with the sleep loomy I'll give it a five compared to previous weeks. So I can show you, I can show you, but I can talk about it. Like it was, when I was in Australia in May, I slept in a camper van. And currently in Australia, even Byron Bay, which is kind of like a very, normally quite warm place, tropical place. It got so cold at night and the camper van was not really well, well insulated. So I didn't have good quality of sleep. And I think it's really, yeah, it impacts me quite a lot. So Sleep and mental health, um, really good last week. Body health, I will give myself uh, a two, could be better. So I'm healthy and all, like uh, there's nothing wrong about that. But I think my overall fitness has a bit suffered in Barren Bay. Um, I like to walk a lot and I like to bicycle a lot and both things were not really possible in Byron Bay so you basically always had to use a car or well there wasn't much nice walking paths to be honest <laughs> and um, I've, yeah I think it's more like a feeling even though I did, did sports there I feel like my body have, 
I'm not in the shape I used to or I was before Australia. Also, I didn't do much bouldering in Byron Bay, which I normally do two or three times a week. And this really helps me to yeah, feel good and um, keep my body kind of like in a very, very good routine. All right. Next, Lumi. Creativity. I give it a five. Five because um, I worked a lot on, yeah, on this podcast, uh, setting everything up. I worked on Lumi, the digital app with my friend Nicholas. Shout out to him. He's in Finland, currently on holiday probably, somewhere in Italy, doing a hike with his family. Beautiful. A lot of creativity, a lot of um, creative freedom. I mean, like, just like this energy of, yeah, turning your ideas into like real things is one of the most beautiful things and just gets me so excited. And why is also my learning Lumi this time quite high? Because uh, working on Lumi, the digital, whatever app it might look like, I'm using, I'm learning a new technology and it's called Flutter. And Flutter is something that helps you to develop one app for cross-platform. That means <laughs> in plain English, I don't, normally you have to have, so when you develop an app, for example, you either are an iOS developer or an Android developer. And uh, each of them has have their own native language, kind of like programming language to develop their apps for. And Flutter, so it becomes it gets very nerdy now, stick with me, is something that allows you to write with one code to both platforms. That's perfect for someone like me who is, um, yeah, can't afford to have to, you know, don't even have enough time to just learn two different languages for each system. So, yeah, learning, perfect. Um, love. So, love normally I see in few things. So, there's um, love either with a romantic partner or love just, you know, for yourself. And, um, yeah, I think I will give it a four. It's good. I met some, yeah, I think there's so much in Byron Bay I've, I've learned and people I met that has sh have shown me a very different form of love I've never experienced before. Very transformative in a sense. And I'm talking about now. So just like for record, I'm not in a relationship. I'm currently a single adventurer um, for life. Yet I've experienced a kind of love of which I've never experienced before. Um, something I still have to kind of like digest and think about and like synthesize the whole experience, but it was very transformative. And why for? Because of course there's this the hardship of coming back to Europe and um, moving on and uh, yeah, seeing what else is coming, what what is ahead of me. But um, I would say, I would actually give it, I don't know, I'd stick to a four, to be honest. Um, maybe even, it would be even a five almost, because currently my heart is so open, not just, and I'm talking about anything romantic, just love for life. You know what? <laughs> well, I'm kidding. I just give it a five. <laughs> I'm just currently, um, yeah, very, 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 very excited about life itself and love for my families, love for my friends and love for life itself. And yeah, by the way, I think, you know, now I gave today actually quite a lot of fives. Um, there have been days where there were by far not as many fives, but this is, this is Lumi. This gives me track if like, all right, I'm feeling quite high right now. Why is that? It helps me remember what actually went well. So now let's uh, think, let's add this up. So we have career three, family five, friends four, mental health five, body health two, love five, creativity five, sleep five, learning five. Let's add them up. So we have three, five, eight, 12, 17, 19, 24, 29, 34, 39. Divided by nine is four 
2.3 something. Oh man, <laughs> let's, let's ask the calculator. <laughs> um, yes, 4.3. Amazing. That's a great score. So last week, my Lumi was 4.11, so it went up. Beautiful. By the way, the previous week was 3.88, so I'm at the moment on an up, upwards spiral. Love it. Um, actually, I don't. As I was explaining the Lumis, I would actually exp explore them with you. And uh, yeah, it's the first time I did this, and I think many people, or if you have been listening until then, thank you. That's quite something. And um, I always end up Lumi with green lights, all the highlights from last week. There was dinner with my mom, spending time with her, talking, catching up. Coffee with my sister, brainstorming with her, getting back into bouldering um, slowly but steadily. Just love the movements you get from bouldering and, and how the body is kind of how you think and use your mind as well. After a walk with Max, it was a, such an inspiring walk last week, where even though we walked through the rain. And um, yeah, just working on Lumi itself, um, having good progress at work. And kind of setting the tone. So these were the, the three green lights last week. It was a beautiful week, to be honest. And yesterday evening, actually, I also went for a walk in the city. And uh, yeah, for those who know don't know Vienna, it's such a beautiful city to walk through. It just can't get enough. Every time you walk through the first district, it just, yeah, there's always something new to discover. And all right, this is my Lumi check-in. Quite something. Um, please bear with me. I think I... I can do better in becoming more transparent with my thoughts. But uh, yeah, let's see. It's the first time. And actually, we come, we're coming to an end um, for the first episode. So if you have listened until now, wow, thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, uh, yeah, share it. Share with friends if you think like that uh, could be something. Give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. Or Spotify. Can you even rate there? I think so. And um, yeah, I think there will be more. If you go to howtounreasonable.substack.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter where we'll always share the latest release of an episode. And um, if you're excited to also try Lumi in a digital format, there's a, there's going to be a sign-up form, get early access, but yeah, I will put some books in the notes as well for recommendation. And again, yeah, thank you so much for listening and sharing your time. And I hope, you know, at least you had some comfort noise to tune out a bit and relax and calm down your nervous system. And at best, maybe learn something that inspired you. And yeah. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, wherever you are. Much love.